Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Sports Lavia. Brian Slyke and Ray Bradley here. Hello, hello. Uh, as we're brought to you by the Next Professional Athlete Platform. Uh, also, thank you to Golden right State Lumber for helping us out. Yep, we're right up there. Right up there. Uh, big things coming down the pipeline. Just talked to the head boss man uh, a couple days ago and doing some price breakdown and some potential stuff for uh, possibly a pitch and Good things coming, you know. It's going to come a little slowly, but that's just kind of how things unfold. But yeah. uh, you know, I, things are looking bright for us. So let's keep creating this fun stuff. We're going to recap some of the NFL action that happened. So AFC, NFC uh, title games. Talk uh, a little bit about Super Bowl preview. Uh, uh, some coaching changes. Some lack of coaching changes, possibly. Yeah. Uh, breakdown of some of the NBA stuff that's been going on. We had a, a coach with a winning record get fired in the middle of the season. Different folks <laughs> yeah. take over. Yeah. Uh, a couple big trades, specifically the Raptors, just shipping some people out, and it looks like they're rebuilding it's now. It's uh, on. Oh yeah, trust the definitely, process. Definitely, and also just scoring in bunches. Everybody right now in the NBA seems yeah. like they're scoring 50, 60 plus. Um, out of control. We'll also recap our fantasy sandbag, and then as always, we'll end our episode with a little bit of a nerd corner, which mm. might be me leading the way a little bit today. I'm not totally sure, but yeah. Let's jump right into uh, what we had this past weekend. We'll talk with the first game of the weekend, which was Ravens versus Chiefs in the AFC uh, game. Yeah, that is what we're talking about. And uh, <laughs> I, I know, Ray, you're not too happy. You're a big Lamar guy, which I, I totally get. I think Lamar's getting uh, possibly a little bit too much heat for this game. I might be a minority on there. Um, but, you know, I thought he made some plays down the stretch that helped his team. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Chiefs yeah. got to an early lead, though. Uh, scripted play, yeah. first drive went right down without a problem against Baltimore's D, and you kind of think, well, crap, like this this could be Here a runway for Patrick Mahomes again in the AFC yep. title game, but you have to credit Baltimore's D. They adjusted after that first drive um, and yeah. changed some things up, really made it difficult for the Chiefs' offense to really move the ball down the field. Yeah, they they – Especially in the second half, they put them in a situation where they actually had chances to win the game multiple times, especially against Mahomes, like actually getting stops on them at all, even with their receiving deficiencies yeah. is pretty huge. And Kelsey had a, a huge throwback game. Uh, it was enormous, which is big for the Taylor Swift cutaways, which you love back, to see. Back games for him, basically. Yeah. I, he, eight weeks of the season almost. He's showing up when you need him too, and kind of pulling, pull, pulling some tricks out and, uh, my God, yeah, it was it was it was making that defense look a little bit like Swiss cheese in the first half. Obviously, in the second half, like they did not let them score, I believe, yeah. which which makes it all the tougher for the Ravens. I mean, there's some mistakes, some um, some bad plays, and Lamar was a couple of those. The problem is they're it's still their whole offense where it's it's just completely on him. So he gets the credit in the victories, he gets the blames and the losses because it's still like 80% him just kind of creating stuff. And then they get caught up in these kind of standard dropbacks with these long fly routes, and they, he gets trapped in the pocket. I, I don't yeah. understand. Some of the play calling sometimes is a little bit uh, uh, difficult to understand, or they'll just run it twice and not have success, and then it's third and long. But then they went away from the run so quickly as well that they it, they seemed like they thought they were down like 17, and it's like it just it was a seven point game most of the time. Yeah, they they really kind of left a lot of the running to the side, which is what got them here. So it was it was difficult to watch a lot of the times. The 
you know, the, the Zay Flowers play is a huge difference maker. And that uh, almost, I mean, looking at it, the more I look at it, that is just a, an incredible defensive play, even oh, more so, so than it is. Great play on that one, punching the ball out. As he's diving in. Yeah. Now, I will say, diving for the end zone, like just 80% of the time, it goes horribly freaking wrong. We I saw, saw it with the Bills. I Woodhead on Twitter goes, oh, that's a Bill Belichick special. Never reach unless it's fourth down. Nope. Yeah. I've heard it. A, you heard it a bunch this last week because the Bills and the Chiefs game had happened and they went into the end zone and it fumbled out of the end zone. And one of my least favorite rules in the sport where now the, now the defense just gets the ball on a touchback, even though if you that fumble happens anywhere else on the field, it's just first down or whatever for the offense. But so we'd just gone through that whole thing. And then here again, he's diving for the it's like it's going to be first and goal on the one. Just go down. Yeah. Like, and he makes the plan immediately. But the yeah. Credit to the defender, incredible play to poke that out there, but that it's a seven-point game at that point. It completely changes everything. I, mean, I think Zay kind of killed a couple of drives. I can't remember if it was back-to-back drives or maybe it was the same drive, but his taunting penalty. It was, the, it was the same drive, yeah. He, he okay. See, catches that, it for 50 and then takes it back. More, so, yeah. like, you, you're in a different position on the field after you make that catch. I think they were around like the 20 yard line, maybe or 15, 20 yeah. yard line after that catch. And then you yeah, have to put it back because of the taunting penalty, which is a whole nother thing. Like you're in the NFL. You made a big play. It's the AFC title game. Yes. Let them do their thing. I don't understand why. I, I, yeah, I agree. I am that guy too. Taunting. That just doesn't make any sense. Joe Burrow even had a, he's like, let the boys taunt or whatever it was on. Twitter. I hate it. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, listen, if it's, actually affecting what's going to happen next as in like delaying the game or uh you know physically standing over somebody and like in a very mm. disrespectful oh he did was flip the ball like spin it around and then look down at him obviously we he, he kind of hit the trifecta of the no 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 to get that like so i i do understand like i agree i am that guy of like what the hell does this hurt us like it let them play it's an emotional game I think the worry with some of those things is that it's going to like instigate a fight if they, you know, because I was, you know, they get a little we bit uh, worked up and stuff. How many times do we see somebody get a first down and like the defender's still right in front of them and they flip the ball and first down and yeah, all that stuff? Like, where it's, you it's direct it. The same thing. Like, granted, I, I think Flowers might have stepped over him a little bit, so that I understand, oh, yeah. but like. And the nudge and the shit talk. The, I, like, I get it. I understand. What about shit talks, though? It's the middle of the game. Like, what, what yeah. do you expect out of these two guys? They're fighting for a chance to get into the Super Bowl. He just made an electric play to get his team into scoring yes. territory. Like, I let him play. Like, that. that's one where, like, I'm not yeah. saying the ref implemented himself, but, like, just keep the flag in your pocket. Like, it's, you, I, it, yeah, it's, it's almost worse in the NBA with a lot of the technical fouls that they're calling. Um, and I agree, and I think they should change it. That being said, like, this is the way they've called it for years. And if you're in the playoffs like sure, this, yeah. what are you doing messing around, taunt, standing over the guy? Taunt, you know that's an easy taunting penalty. So I think there's some, you know, some rookie uh, some, some rookie mistake stuff going on there that it's – I doubt that's ever – he's ever going to do that again in a big game. So – and it's stupid, but it's – that's the way it's being called. you got to understand that situation for yeah. him. So, so – O- and overall, they, he, though, I, I feel like Zay Flowers kind of killed that drive in general because of that flag, and then also with the fumble at the very end. Yeah, he, he got him right back into it, but then he lost it again. So, that, that yeah, that whole drive was pretty tough. The triple um, coverage and, and interception from Lamar was probably the big so, bad one, but there was a big non-call penalty. Seems like there was no PI called uh, against a likely, or not unlikely, but on the defense going uh, up against him getting mauled. Yeah, yeah and it's like, not like two a, different people before the ball even got there. 
So I I don't totally understand that. And then that Lamar had the strip call. sack like, early, so it's I, tough. You, you can blame Lamar because, one, he should have thrown it in triple coverage. But, two, like we just said, there was definitely pass interference on that call where the play should have been reversed. Yeah. Um, I just don't necessarily like Lamar's action on that one when it was – you're at that point of the field where you just need points when the time is already deep into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, I understand trying to make the big play and get a touchdown, but, again, there were three defenders in that area. Granted, yeah, the safety not... came over late, so you could say two were in the area and the safety came over for the interception. Yeah, the, there was that. a moment but... earlier where he could have got it over the top and it was open. I think he saw him after that and tried to force it still, and by then it was too late. And, as as a hopefully two time MVP at this point, you should realize that window is probably already closed. Like you shouldn't have thrown that one, but Tough. that costs you points. Like that's yeah, that's three points. And then I believe uh, that well, that was it. Really, I don't think they scored another touchdown, did they? After that, they I don't, tried even, to. I don't think they got the ball back. I think yeah. the, there was that Valdez Scantling falling down catch on third down, and uh, that iced it for him. Uh, and even. That even being said, yeah, that there's a big plays there. It's you can't totally be like, well, the Zay Flowers that they'd seven, they would have been fine because obviously the Chiefs are right there on the twenty and would have ended the game either way. Yeah. Um, so there's yeah. multiple problems going on there. The defense, as well as they played, also didn't really get the stops when they needed to them early. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I can't, I can't really fault them for the earlier stuff like that first drive. Everything scripted. And I think yeah. you made the and correct it, adjustments where in the second half they didn't score. Like, you did exactly yeah. what you needed to you do. You hold Mahomes to 17, you're pretty happy. Sputtered in that second half. They really couldn't get anything going. And, you nope. mentioned they, they went away from the run where yeah. they would have benefited them just to – even if they just ran it a couple of times, at least you give the look of well, you can run a play action out And they were, they were – they were, I saw some stats online. They were running it well on early downs, and they just went away from it. And that that's – just giving up easy easy yardage there. And they didn't really have – they had Mark Andrews come back for this game just now. So it's like he's clearly not at 100%. Yeah. Zay Flowers played well despite the mistakes. Nobody else really popped up or showed up. Nelson Aguilar had a long play, and he usually has, like, one good play a a game for them. Odell kind of ghosted uh, straight up. And they've needed him the last couple weeks to be, like, that second guy and that kind of volume consistent – 10 yard catch third down guy and he just he wasn't really here for this so they still some issues there but and their running backs aren't really dynamic that's why i was worried when they lost keaton mitchell was he was really their guy to gus edwards like kind of gets the yards that are there and is a good goal line back and justice hill sometimes can show that but uh not quite enough talent there so if gus is your guy that you're gonna run very different hill is the guy you're swinging the ball yeah to to try to get to the edge like it's You don't have a true one-two punch there where, you know, you look at – this probably isn't the great example for this year because it was mainly Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones and, and the other back over there. Yeah. Like, they're a one-two punch in Green they Bay. Where, and they don't even have an Aaron Jones, I would like. Exactly, exactly. So, like, yeah. you dealt with injuries where, like, Mitchell was more the speed guy that could get to the edge if you were going to pick between the two, and then Gus is your power back. But they just didn't have that, which, granted, you could say they haven't had a running back that's been healthy in this time of the season for four or five years now. I, it's the curse of Ray Rice, I almost want to say. It's yeah, like longer than since he got suspended, right? Like they, they just they have not really had, had another guy. The Dobbins yeah. gets hurt every year. Like and then Keaton Mitchell came on and got hurt again, and it's kind of been the story a lot of the time. The one thing I, I wonder is if they if they had had dedicated more time to the running, got more in. Dalvin Cook maybe. 
could have had a bit of a resurgence there. He got he had the one carry last week that he took for like 15 yards, and I yeah, but then he was averaging like a yard and a half after that carry. But it was so, still low volume. I I was I would be curious to see what he has over Gus Edwards almost at this point because I Melvin Gordon on the team too. They added Cook and cut Gordon, I believe, because oh, okay. they didn't because okay. Gordon Gordon wasn't really quite there. But I I'm just still sh- I don't quite understand how or if we're even that much of a drop off from Dalvin Cook last year to not even playable this year. I didn't quite think we had gotten that far, I guess. So, uh, but you know, he doesn't quite know the system as well in pass protection. I'm sure they would rather stick with the guys that got them there than roll the dice on some high na- high profile name who just came in so I, I get it to an extent but i mean yeah the the chiefs roll on mahomes rolls on they're in the the defending champs back in the super bowl again third straight super bowl i believe or three or four super bowl, isn't it like his uh it's insane fourth super bowl in like five years or something it's like crazy. that he already has it's... as many playoff wins as peyton manning in his yeah. career that He's four, 14 and three it's it's He's on an insane path here, and he's the infrastructure around him is there. They didn't even have that many pass catchers this year, and it didn't matter. The defense held up, and they did enough on offense when they needed to, and they're back there again. It's just, it's crazy. It is reminiscent to me of sort of what the Patriots were doing, where yeah. they just oh, sort yeah. of like, like receiver-wise, there was never really anybody that blew you away, but they reset their offense. They had the quarterback, obviously, and yeah, a couple mismatches with the tight ends, yeah. Great, a great coach who keeps it all together. Uh, he seems to have fixed a lot of the time management stuff from early on in his career. So it's, yeah, they're they're scary right now. And at this point, it's it's hard to imagine them losing. Uh, but maybe maybe we go to the other side and see who they're playing here. <laughs> well, I think yeah, yeah, we will in a second. I think they're okay, running okay. going to be a big factor in the Super Bowl because yeah. of who they're going to be playing next. Uh, and, and we'll roll right into it. In the NFC title game, it was the 49ers and the Lions. Uh, I won't lie. I was cheering hard for the Lions. And the whole country point, was. I was like, all right, 17-point lead at yeah. halftime, looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then the second half just opened up. Uh, I woke from my nap that was at halftime, and holy shit. <laughs> like, I only yeah. woke up a minute into the third quarter. The Lions were still napping. <laughs> yeah, like I, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, they went, I believe it was three and out to start the second half. And then the 49ers, they made their adjustments. Credit to, uh, to Kyle Shanahan. I know in our fantasy group chat, somebody was talking some mad shit about Purdy and everything else, where it's like, oh, well, he can't make a comeback happen. And well, he, he hasn't did. had a good success of it. Yeah, it's true. Even and Purdy as well. And they actually did. Back to back weeks, mind you. Yes, yes. Back to back weeks. And when he needed it most, he played his best football. He did not play great in that first half. We're talking about Purdy. You know, not, not a great no. first half from him, but in the second half, he extended yeah. plays using his legs, getting yeah. first downs, which – Oh, my God, he had some killer scrambles. That, that was the game changer of it all. I mean, he it, had two or three different scrambles on third down where he got picked up the first down yeah. and even large chunk of yards after that. Yeah. And, you, you know, we keep talking about system quarterback. He's throwing it on rhythm here, throwing it on rhythm there. But he went yeah. through his progressions. Noticed the pocket was collapsing and still took it out, found his way out, and picked up a first down. Um, I I think people need to start realizing that he may not be like a top five quarterback, but he is for real in this league. Like it's it's hard to deny, especially the, those moments where he kind of goes outside and extends the play, and it's just such a gamer man. It reminds me of Baker a little bit. I'm just yeah. like, oh, this man's just a gamer. Yeah. 
So I, yeah, it gets you a little worried. I, he's one of the youngest quarterbacks to get to a Super Bowl. Skipping ahead a little bit, but it was it's like him, Marino, and Ben Roethlisberger, who we I don't rather not even mention. Uh, so that's it's impressive stuff. I mean, he's right there. It helps when you know you throw a long ball to your receiver and the the cornerback just like makes sure and falls down and drops the ball in your receiver's hands. Like that's a former Bears corner, by the way, which which is oh. like. Comedic for me to watch that happen. That play happened, mind you. This was, I believe, at the time it was twenty-four to ten. So like yeah. they hadn't scored any of their touchdowns yet. Purdy lines up, throws a bomb about fifty plus yards, and Ayuk ends up making the catch because it bounces off the face mask of Kendall Vildor. And <laughs> as soon as that catch was made, I said, "This game's over." A hundred percent. But I knew that, that doesn't happen. Danger. Yeah, that doesn't but, happen, and then the team escapes, and it's fine. It just doesn't happen. No, like, like uh, I have experience with these bobble catches in big games, and although there was the one time where it flipped in the Seattle game, most of the time it does not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and so like, and it took an even crazier happened. play for that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I making that catch, uh, credit to him. I mean, great hand-eye coordination yeah. with the ball after bounced off the guy's helmet, making that catch. Insane. Um, and then and then he makes the catch in the back of the end zone anyways, like a couple yep. plays later. He was a huge factor in this game. Um, and, and then you look on the Detroit side of things that was going on. Um, in that second half, you went for it two different times on fourth down. You had a fumble. So you had three different yeah. empty possessions. Two of them went into opponent's territory, and you came away with zero points. Now, the first one was when it. it took 24 it. To, to 7, I believe. And so Dan Campbell mm-hmm. went forward on – Fourth and short, I believe it was two yards. And, you know, he didn't Hate get it. it. And it. I don't have a problem with him necessarily going for that and coming up empty. If you get that right. and you score, like, that game probably is over. And then Take two, the points. Take the points. Listen, let, let me explain here. So I'm okay with that one, the first one. The second one, I say you go for the points. You got to go for the field goal right there and tie the game up at 27. That one didn't make much sense to me. Um, Take the points. You're in the playoffs. You need these points. It's going to come back around. I don't fault him on the first one. He was aggressive all year. That was Dan Campbell to a T. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't fault him as much. Going, he's going for what could be the kill shot at that point. I just if think the field goal is. That drive, do you really think San Francisco comes back and wins that game? No, but I think it's, probably milk another. I, I think it's the same if you kick the field goal. I think if you kick the field goal, it's it's similar because then you kick that field goal. You come down the next time you kick that field goal, you've got an extra six points now. I, I you want to just when you're especially when you're in the lead, you just want to keep tacking it on to eat the clock off, kick a couple field goals. Like that's totally fine. But now you're eating the clock off and you're not kicking field goals, and they're immediate. They scored touchdowns on both the drives after they did not convert on fourth down. That's a 14 point swing. Like. Even if they do that and you're kicking field goals, that's an eight-point swing. Like, ah, it's tough. I get it, and that is him, so I do understand it. But at a certain point, you do just need some points on the board, especially if your offense isn't quite working on all cylinders. If you're getting down those and you have those chances, I would. I don't know. It's tough for me to pass up on those. Uh, it's not coming to mind exactly who their kicker is. I don't know if they're like slightly Michael worried Bad, about that. It's a guy they haven't necessarily trusted a whole it's bunch. It's your sandbag of guy, yeah. So I is that part of it? I don't know. If you have Justin, because he wasn't, he was on the team, then he was off the team, and then they brought him back onto the team because they could never figure out their fucking kicking situation. Excuse my language, and oh. and that's why 
that was part of the reason why he didn't go with it. The first field goal was a long one. That was 45 plus yards. Sure. Well, the maybe Dan Campbell likes having a bad kicker. The ball was inside the 30. Like that one, I 100% agree. Like go for the field goal. That first one, though, you're trying to, to push the envelope in your favor and, and get those extra points. He didn't trust Badgley. You can kind of tell that. With how I just wonder, maybe the best thing for Dan Campbell is that he doesn't have a Justin Tucker because then he can go for two. He can be that guy. But if he had Justin Tucker, he would just have to kick. He'd just have to kick the field goal. And it doesn't fit his personality as well. <laughs> I mean, who's yeah. trust with Justin Tucker kicking field yes. goal? Yeah, I agree. I just, I, uh, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it's a philosophy thing. It's an analytics thing. It's a momentum thing. It's whatever. It's just, yeah, I, I would tend to go for the points. Do you tend to go for the kill shot? So I, I understand that. The, the, I yeah, the second one and the, the timeout stuff. One. I don't yeah. want to kill shot on the first there's, one. The there's, one I'm, I'm in full agreement with you. He needs yeah. to kick it and take the points there. Yeah, Especially if that was longer than fourth and two. It's fourth and three. Like, that extra yard yes. is not an easy one to get. Yeah, there's more of an argument there. So I, I totally get it. But it, it is tough, yeah. And some and of the then, timeout usage... You have the situation at the end of the game, too, where they're down at the goal line. You're trying to get 10 points here, and you run the ball on third down and get stuffed. And you, then you have to burn a timeout. So you guaranteed yourself that you have to go for the onside kick yeah. because you can't stop the clock three times. You can't get Should, the ball back. Don't most people in the, you like you kick the field goal as soon as you're in range, and then you go for the well, you, touch you on could the, have after. the ball, had an incompletion, kicked the field goal, and then – you can hope your defense, you know, stops the Niners. You have your three yeah. timeouts to burn it. It's just you're um, never you're never getting the onside kick. It just doesn't. That doesn't. Yeah, they, the rules that they have now just killed it. Like there's you're just never getting it. Almost impossible to get an onside yeah. kick. I, honestly, yeah. I prefer if they. I know it's against player safety. I wish they would roll that rule back a little bit. At least still give you the ten percent chance to get an onside kick. I mean, it's just basically impossible it's a, yeah unless they important. unless they fuck up you're not going to get it. unless they it bounces off their chest or something or you really have some chicanery with the perfect ball <laughs> movement where it's just enough and it's up 10 yards and now your guys there first like it's it's such a complicated low percentage play that yeah you're better off kicking that field goal and trying to maybe hold them defensively maybe you don't get the ball back but i yeah i don't know there's some some curious stuff I and mean, it's the that's why i think it was you know it's the first time the lions and this organization have, and this team and infrastructure have been in the playoffs like this in these big moments so it would have been insane if they were able to not fuck it up for this many rounds in a row and get to a super bowl like that's what happens in these games that's people fuck it up and they learn from it and they come back later on and maybe could do it after that but these fresh first teams like the texans or the lions or it, it, i mean like it it happens so I, I i can kind of understand it for them and the niners obviously have been in these situations the last three years with basically yeah. this exact core. So they're a little more prepared to actually come back now than they were maybe in past years. So, uh, yeah, but it, it does lead to kind of the most boring matchup. I don't think most of America wants yeah, the before, Chiefs and Niners again. Yeah. Before we get to that though, I thought Dan Campbell made a point in the locker room after the game where he said, Hey guys, this is, this isn't guaranteed. Like, I hope you guys didn't take this for granted. There's no guarantee that we come back here anymore. Everybody's looking at us now. This isn't yeah. the line from last year where you got hot at the end of the year and you're thinking, well, they could do something. Like people this is a are wide open year. Now. Pretty wide open in the NFC once the Eagles kind of fumbled. Yeah. And so, like, hey, everybody's going to give you the best shot now. You thought this yeah. was a great season for you. 
well, guess what? Next year could be a completely different. Like, yep, you get the you harder can't, schedule. You can't just too. automatically think you're going to come right back and be back in the NFC title game. There's hard work to be put back into it, and your you own know, division's getting better. Like, exactly. You're going to get the harder schedule now that you've had a successful yep. year. So it's, yeah, it's not going to be easy. I still think Jared Goff is a potential upgrade there. I understand he's, he's done a pretty good job, but as far as like pieces and things you can improve on that team easily, I don't know. Like, I actually almost put this in our group chat. <laughs> Should they trade for Stafford? <laughs> <laughs> trade back for Stafford. Swap it again. The problem is the Rams are still competitive, so if they were like full rebuild mode, maybe they would be like, yeah, attach some picks to Goff, take him back, which would be hilarious. Uh, it's but the same trade package if, they had, if they had a Stafford now, they would be pretty scary. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> get one more receiver in there with Laporta and Brown and Jameson. Like, man, and maybe you don't even need another receiver. I like Jared there. I think it's a good fit. Sitting, yeah. him, sitting him together, I feel like it's just like a better fit overall. Is Jared the best? No. I mean, he's, I certainly saw a few questionable passes and decision-making, yeah. but at the same time, who are you going yeah. to replace him with? Like, the only realistic Jared, one is Kirk, and it's like that's pretty negligible, I guess. Yeah, and I don't think Kirk is – is going to go from Minnesota to Detroit. Like, is Detroit going to offer him that much money? I don't know what Detroit's cap space is right now, but like, e- even behind him, like, Hendon Hooker is a 25 year old guy yeah. that spent a lot of time in college, has Unproven. a couple of bad ACLs. You don't know what he's going to Next do. Next Jordan Love. Maybe in two years they'll give him the starting job and it'll be the Jordan Love situation. He'll be great. That's the like new model. The I, new I mean, model. Who knows? You could see Detroit drafting a quarterback later in this draft too. Just trying to keep up with the times and, and staying behind them. But I would not be shocked if they roll back with Goff. Maybe I wouldn't a little money. I, or, I think or, that's or, the most likely. It, you know, the core is working. The vibes are good. I just, to me, and I, I, this is probably unfair that I'm, I'm still thinking of him as that Rams Super Bowl loss quarterback. But to me, he puts a cap on your team like a Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're not going to be able to actually win it all. But I think he, he probably has improved since then, and it's, it might be even unfair for me to say that. So that that just might be my own uh, remembering. he's taking it more upon himself to change who he was when he was. Yeah, but I, I just get worried with that. And yeah, but it was it's not like he lost them this game either. He didn't. I actually, he did like, not. On, that, on that fourth down play, the first one, Reynolds just dropped the ball. Like, it hit him in the hand. Yeah. Just like, that yeah. had nothing to do with Jared. Yeah, um, the final play wasn't great, but no, nobody was really open. So, yeah, it, yeah. I, I don't I don't fault him for that one either. That's yeah. kind of... Some of the, the final plays of the season. Him, you were just looking for a play. I mean, that was... What, what are you going to do with that? I've seen uh, worse uh, final plays of a season from Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. So, I, you know, I think it's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that leads us to our Super Bowl matchup, which we already saw. Uh, pretty much well, well, the same. So, yeah, uh, uh, be, be aware of that. So it's going to be Chiefs and Niners again, yeah. just like in uh, February 2020. Was Tyreek uh, Hill in that? For the Chiefs, he, he must have. He was on that team, yeah. Okay, so a little different was there. Like, wasn't that their first Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, it may have been. Yeah, it was their first one, and then they played Tom Brady the next year in a basically empty stadium. And then, yeah, last Goated. year was last year was their second Super Bowl win. Uh, so yeah, it's Chiefs, Niners. You got Purdy, Mahomes. Yeah, uh, not exactly yeah. a sexy lineup in that sense. You know, when you look at the Mahomes, Kelsey, Duke. Swift. Uh, I think some of the, I think the NFL is happy. The NFL is very happy. This might be a ratings bonanza. To be fair, 
I think it will be probably. You're going to get a lot more people tuning in for the Taylor Swift reaction. Yeah, um, it's you big know, franchises. Side of things. It's Not Mahomes. Wrong with that. It's Niners. Um, it's one of the biggest fan bases in the league. Yeah, so like, there's there's a big following between both teams now. So like, I, yeah. I think you're going to get a lot of eyes. Is it going to be the most fun Super Bowl? I'm no. I don't, I don't necessarily think so. But not really rooting for anybody. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about that too. I think it would be fun to have like Mr. Irrelevant win the Super Bowl two years after being drafted dead last. Purdy, uh, the, the the whole discourse this whole year with Purdy has been brutal. To have the end year end with him winning a Super Bowl, God, I just don't want to. Uh, just just this whole discussion of is he good? Is he a system? Is he anything? And then he's like, he's well, he won the Super Bowl. Well, he's, so he, might, he must be. He must be top three. He's better than all these other. He's well, better than Josh Allen. Back to the, it goes back to the Joe Flacco thing. He won one Super Bowl. Ah, he won a Super I think I won a Super Bowl. I still contend that is different. Joe Flacco was a good playoff okay. quarterback. Like yeah, I actually don't he think he had he a good so... playoff run. That playoffs. He's had a good playoff run for five years in a row. He had like more. He, he was one when of the best starts to a. This year? He was one of the best starts to a playoff career that any quarterback has had. Like he got to eight wins before, like most quarterbacks did at his age. He he had solid yeah, good runs. The problem was he, the like, problem was he played like, in a conference with Tom Brady. Everything the after the contract was bad. Was he everything after everything after they gave him the contract was bad. Okay, I will he, say he was, he was not a win because of guy. He was on that playoff no. Super Bowl run because he, he didn't turn the ball over and he was efficient with what he was doing. But I would never think that Joe Flacco was a win because of guy. He's right on the line of that and a game manager for me. He's definitely not going to lose you a game. He's <laughs> better than a game manager, but he's not. But like, it's not like those Ravens teams were stacked on offense. Like a lot of the times, it was the defense leading. But it was like he's throwing to Jac- Jacoby Jones and oh uh, he had he had Ray Rice at the time, and then I, I I can't even really name that many more receivers that they had to be honest. So I. He, he he made a lot of plays. He made them when he needed to. He was always the guy I was more afraid of as a Pats fan in those runs. The problem was he played in that conference with Tom Brady uh, and Peyton Manning. It was a tough time for him. So I I like if I, honestly I think he's like much better than Purdy almost. I would say. Well, oh, I, was just, I was just messing around. I, I think maybe Flacco, it's pretty close. Maybe it's close. Actually, I don't know. I think Flacco's gonna. You know, obviously, he's shown he's got the longevity uh, in playing thirty <laughs> nine of his life <laughs> right now. Did with not the Brian expect that. Yeah. Season, but no, I, I think Flacco is is more polished than what Purdy is. But Purdy also brings some different aspects to his game. Like like he showed in the NFC title game, he can use his legs way better than Flacco. Yeah. Ever. That- yeah, that, uh, that that aspect of it does kind of change things. He he does yeah. he does feel like he is a step above Jimmy Garoppolo though. So that is kind of the Flacco one, or Purdy or both. I well both definitely, yeah. but, but yeah. Purdy. And I think that's what Niners fans can kind of tell themselves that they're going to be in this one is that Purdy is better than Garoppolo. Uh, I mean they have McCaffrey now, which is a huge step up. Uh, yeah. That and they have all their they have all their guys. They're all healthy. They're in, they're yeah, gonna that's, play. That's the big key for the 49ers. They're and all here. Go back and, and he survived know, the game. Kittle's here. Yeah. Nick Bosa's here. Like they they at least have all their guys. Uh, I'll be curious to see how it goes. Hopefully, it's not another collapse at the end of the game for Kyle Shanahan. Or like, holy hell, it yeah. might be it might be done. I don't know. How many times can you do that in this game before it's like, come on, man? So. As long as it's I don't not know, that, if you'd fire him from that. Is that what you're saying? You'd fire ah. him. 
No, you don't. But you yeah, never. I was gonna you, say you're not firing that guy. But you're never taken seriously again as a contender. I just not if you do this again. So, but now he's the comeback king. So maybe it'll be more of that kind of thing. You know, even against well, one of the best. I'm not saying he is the best in Mahomes, by the way. But as somebody who has he certainly is right now for the theatrics, who has had multiple comebacks in the final minutes of games, yeah. like I, I wouldn't necessarily put that on Shanahan. Like so, it, Patrick, it's it's half Mahomes, maybe half Shanahan. It does help that the, the guys. It does help that the guys who've done it to him are Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Like, well, okay. Well, all Those right. Are two I guess. Legendary quarterbacks. Yeah, that's a long list of people who've been screwed over by them. So fair that's enough. A, it's uh, a list of guys who have won nine Super Bowls between them. That is almost nearly twenty percent of all Super Bowls. Fair enough. Uh, but I just. You know, you don't want to see it happen again if you're a Niners fan. It, that I think that drives you the craziest. Uh, you'd rather just lose bad or lose from behind or something. I don't, you don't want to be up 10 in the fourth and lose this game. You'll lose all your hair. That's all I'm saying. They've seen it too many times. Um, but, you know, I, it'll, I, I think it probably will be a good game. They're pretty close teams. You want to know something crazy right now? I just did Ooh. the little math. Little 25% math. of the Super Bowls have been played Oh, yeah, Holmes and, and Brady as a starting quarterback. That's including this season. I mean, a yeah. quarter of all Super Bowl. Do... Yeah, That's no, I've heard these stats for years. Two quarterbacks over the last 20 years? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Brady, Brady's, Brady's been to 10. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, him and Belichick went to a fair amount there. It's been to 10? I thought he went to 9. He won 7, lost 2. He went to... I thought uh, I thought he went to ten. I thought he went to nine. His... He won six. Oh no, you're right. He lost three. He lost three because he lost to the Eagles and the Rams twice. You're yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're right on that one. So twenty-seven percent. Yeah, Excuse I do. I, I, I remember that one a little bit. So it's over a quarter of all Super Bowls. I remember the losses better than the wins, even. Sometimes. Yeah, I figured you would. At least you've freaking <laughs> been to a Super Bowl, all right? So. Yeah. Niners, one Niners and Chiefs, do you have any predictions for this one? I kind of think this one might be Chiefs high scoring with the Swiss cheese run defense that sometimes can be the 49ers. And then even with yeah. the Chiefs, they've shown weaknesses at points. Now, they did a good job of mixing up blitzes, know. which I think is going to be key against Purdy. Yeah. yeah. It's it getting to him. <laughs> and their defense line is healthy. Like, I. I look around. I was watching a couple plays with the Niners in, in that Lions game. I think it was the Gibbs touchdown run. Man, he looks good. Chase Young gave almost no effort. Yeah, well, the the Jameson touchdown. I was like, do these guys know how to tackle? Or what, what's that going was a bad on here? One too. I, yeah. I was like, are these are the Eagles just playing defense for this team now? I don't understand. They he just they were running through arm tackles left and right. I was like, just fucking tackle the guy. I was, yeah. I, they scored a touchdown and I was like, Jameson. I was like, oh, and then they show the replay there on the 40. I'm like, oh, they hit him for a bomb. And then they do the end around. I was like, there's an end around and he just runs through five guys. I was like, what's yeah. what going yeah. on? So, yeah, that, if that's going to happen, it, I think it may be a high scoring game. But who, who runs the hardest right now? Who runs downhill? It's Pacheco. It's, you know, oh, right. Well, Pacheco, it's not even downhill. It's like down. He just runs yeah. down with, <laughs> with the legs. Like he's trying to go through the ground. Him? That's, no, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think the Chiefs one game is going to have, not necessarily field day, but they're going to be ran, They successful. ran really well against the Ravens. They they ran really well. Other than, like, that fourth down early where they got stopped, they pretty much were getting what they wanted to get when they wanted it. 
So, and yeah, Pacheco's a beast. It, and Clyde kind of comes in and does some stuff. The thing with these Super Bowls is everybody, especially early, you know, everybody's real clenched up and things tighten up, the sphincters especially. So I I think I think it would it's expected that it's gonna be high scoring and I would not be surprised at all if it was pretty low scoring to start. Maybe near the end of the game they pick it up a little, but like a lot of these games it's like, you know, twenty four twenty one. 27-24, like it's going to be something like that, I would estimate, and pretty much early in, it'll probably be 7-7 or 7-3. 31-27. Okay, okay, I could see that. I mean, both teams are certainly capable of getting to 30. I'm curious if we're ever going to get some like rookie moments from Rasheed Rice, or if he's just great now, and it's fine. Because <laughs> it's, is there is he going to have a Zay Flowers moment at all, or are they just good? Because he's got a lot of responsibility on this team, obviously. But they're getting stuff out of random. Justin Watson's and Valdez Scantling's making catches when they need. So it it just feels inevitable a lot of the times. Like That's what I felt like watching Mahomes and Josh Allen actually play each other. I was like, both guys are going to score every time. I don't even know when they're going to stop. Something crazy is going to have to happen to end this game. And it just feels inevitable that Mahomes is going to get what he needs to get. Uh, and maybe the entire crazy, beautiful offense that the Niners have will be able to keep up. But I, I'm not going to pick against Mahomes. I can't. Yeah, I, it, it's hard not to. I mean, his only real loss came against Tom Brady and the Bucks, and against a, a great defense at the time. Two and zero. Two and zero. Brady. Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Thank you, D Ford, for jumping offsides. That's a crazy thought. Much, too. much appreciated. Um. Yeah, I, I, do you have an X factor for this game that you think might be able to make? Darius Tony. <laughs> if he plays, the Niners win. We have to talk about him for a second because he just had an all-time boneheaded. I'm not. Okay. Hurt. You don't want me to play yeah. this game? Like, yeah, we I, fucking know, dude. I saw this you notification. Know. I didn't read into it, but yeah, I assumed they would make up an injury so he wouldn't play. Is that what happened? That's what happened. That's and he got back. Yeah. And then he went on Instagram live saying that, Hey man, this is BS. I'm not hurt. Whatever. It's, yeah. We, we know yeah, that. But you suck, dude. You can't be out there. <laughs> like You are a liability. You actively lose them games. Like, no. So if he plays, yeah. I, I, I change my pick and the Niners will win. Uh, otherwise I think it's the chiefs, uh, <laughs> but no, I think it might be Rasheed Rice for me, actually. Like I, I'm just astounded that he hasn't really had any mistakes and he's been, big enough for the moment and has still been getting open when they just don't have that many other guys around him. So if, if he's going to have to have another good game, I feel like, I don't know the running game as well. And then there's Purdy and there's Shanahan. I don't know. I'm, I'm picking one from each side. I'm going to go with Pacheco for the chiefs just because like I already talked about the run that's game a, and yeah, how they're going to go up one. against the 49ers. And then I think the tight end for the 49ers Kittle. I think uh-huh. he could be for San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I, obviously, we know the threats of Debo and, and his dual ability of running the ball and catching. And then you got Ayuk as a threat down the field as well. But I think Kittle going over the middle, finding those open pockets in what could be a zone or during blitzing, like Purdy's going to need yeah. to bail out and, and find somebody. And I think Kittle might be that person. Yeah, with um, all the eyes but, on all the other high-profile guys, somebody's exactly. going to le- leak out. And, yeah, Kittle's f- yeah, incredible. And you know what? It's not even just his catching ability either. We, uh, It's been yeah. well documented. He just loves blocking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think that is going to be a force for this one. If if the Chiefs are going to bring a blitz, he's going to have to stay in. He's going to have to go against Carl Loftus. Um, I think Jones occasionally lines up outside too, or yeah. at least – He's in a wider technique where he's not necessarily the nose tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's it, 
you're going to be moving him around, I think, to determine who's going to be blitzing, who's going to pick up this blitz. And I think he's going to have to end up being the factor for mm. the 49ers as a bailout passing option or because of his blocking ability, because he takes great pride in it. And I think that is going to be a key factor as well. Yeah. And one of the, one of the routes that seems like that have been murdering people all year is the little stay in the block late release tight end off the side. That play has been murdering people all year, especially it seems like. So it, even that having been or implementing that as a factor, I think into his entire blocking, like if he gets a couple of those, like it's so hard to actually cover those guys when they're like, Oh, he's blocking. Okay. I can do that. And then it's like, Oh, he's out in the flat over there wide open man coverage so you're, you're we had good a block uh, against Aiden Hutchinson in that NFC title game he manhandled Aiden Hutchinson <laughs> like oh, basically like sort of picked him up and bent him backwards and pancaked him like the yeah. tight end should not be doing that against him uh, I don't know if he was all pro but pro bowl caliber defensive end and Aiden Hutchinson like yeah that's crazy shit. means business so yeah that's why Kittle's probably going to be my x factor on the 49ers side that's a good one who do you who do you got are you going who do you got uh, I know I said 31-27. I'm probably going to go Chiefs on this one. I just think they're the Chiefs. They're going to find yeah. a way to pull it out. Andy Reid's going to make up some play that's going to help them get that extra touchdown that they need or something. And I, I, yeah, I, it's hard for me to go against the Walrus and Mahomes. It's just he's, a, he's it, inevitable. I yeah. agree. I think it might be like a 27-24, but yeah, I, I, it's Chiefs. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, uh, I, like I just as much firepower as the 49ers have, their defense just seems to have one too yeah. many goals. Um, and they tried to fix it with the trade for Chase Young, but Chase Young just hasn't really oh, panned wow. out or been as aggressive. Oh my um, god, I forgot about that. Yeah, he he was traded for this year. It was him and Montez Sweat. Those are the two names that came from the Commanders. And you're like, whoa, who who should we go for? And Montez Sweat has clearly been the better yeah. option. He had, I, I believe he had five and a half or maybe it was six sacks with the Bears. Yeah, he, he, was, a leader, well. he was a leading sack guy for two different teams this year. Yeah, I, I did hear that. That was like nobody had ever done that before, I'm pretty sure. That's crazy. Like, that's, that's uh, and, and Chase Young, I don't know what it is, whether he just yeah, it's a weird one. lost the joy to play football or just doesn't. He doesn't have the same aggressiveness that came with the second overall pick that I think everybody was hoping for when he was Yeah, drafted. had a pretty impressive rookie year, I feel like. So that that's a weird one. But, uh, but yeah. Okay, well, so, the the real more important question here is what's the what's the over under and what are you taking for Taylor Swift cutaways? Because it's uh, Taylor Swift cutaways, big I'm number. I'm setting over. it at like thirteen and a half almost. I feel like. Oh, I was gonna say nine. No, that's low. No, that I almost feel like those are both low. It's gonna be twenty plus. You think twenty plus? It oh, depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends. Kelsey has a good game, so like Kelsey had eleven catches last game, so that's you got a minimum eleven cutaways. Uh, and then there's just ancillary cutaways. And then they, I watched them do a Grammy promo over a shot of her. So that's another couple. If you got to think of the halftime show, they're going to be showing the halftime show and then cutting Taylor's reaction of the halftime show. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I said 13 and a half. Then I thought 20. Now I'm thinking like 27. Okay, so I'm looking at some of these props right now. Oh, they've probably got a prop for that. Oh, they've they've got quite a few problems. What Travis Kelsey proposed to Taylor Swift? I saw that. No way. No chance. No way. The, the no is minus two, uh, twenty two hundred. So that's, no that's you can try to pull an Ian Johnson Boise State move. Nice try, bud. Yeah. Uh, will the MVP mention Taylor Swift in the speech? Probably not. Um, unless I, it's, unless it's Kelsey. I, I mean, could see I, I could see Mahomes like calling it out jokingly. Totally, I totally could. 
You think so? I, okay. I actually think that's a pretty good one. What's the odds there? Uh, plus six hundred for yes. Oh, yeah. You got to think if they whoever wins MVP, it, it's probably it's probably Mahomes or Kelsey. I think either both of them shout, shout her out. Kelsey probably like kind of seriously, and Mahomes half jokingly will be like, "Oh, thanks, Taylor Swifties." I can totally see him doing that. Couldn't totally. have done it without the Swifties this year. Uh, I might, I might look into that. I might look uh, into that. Taylor Swift shown during the anthem, yes or no? They're pretty even yes. odds. Yes. Um, number of times she's shown during the anthem, they're the exact same odds, over one and a half or under one and a half. Oh, during the anthem. During huh. the anthem, yeah. I don't think it'll be oh, so. That's basically is it going to be one or two plus? Yeah, basically. Two's a lot. I don't know. Two during the national anthem? I think that's a lot. I think I would go under. Yeah. As a director, you know, you got to really, you got to justify that second cutback if you really think it's worth, I don't, during the, I don't know. Although maybe it's one early on and then one at the end with her clapping. Actually, I take it back. It will be two. It's going to be two, huh? Okay. At least, at least two. And if I get anything above, I'm good. It's not going to be more than that. Fascinating. Fascinating. Those are pretty good ones. I'll have to look into those yeah, later. Uh, speaking of football and championships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sandbagging championships. What do we got uh, up yes, on that? Yes, yes. We do have sandbagging anywhere. championships. Uh, so we we made it a little tougher on ourselves. Uh, <laughs> well, when the playoffs yes. came around. We had to pick, obviously, only playoff teams and players from these teams. So scores were naturally going to be higher. Um, Ray, though, took a week one with uh, you know nearly a 40-point victory. They call it the Aaron Jones week. Yeah. That's what they uh, call it. And then the divisional round is was the last round that we did. It was a little hard to yeah. do. The championship rounds. We you know, maybe could have if we'd we stayed we up could have. Had, had we split, I think it probably would have been fun, but we, we didn't split. Um, Whoa. You know, I, had to, I had to stick with Stroud, Singletary, Jones, yeah. Williams. Yeah. Actually, I had to stick with basically my entire team. I, I, yeah. I think I made one change, and that was with Shakir. Um, and that was between Shakir, Gabe Davis. If Gabe Davis didn't play, then I was going with Shakir. Shakir played um, well. Shakir still had 11.9, so I, yeah. I just couldn't win on that one. Your highest scoring one in the divisional credit. round was Jared Goff. He had almost 21 points, um, which I think is kind of lost, that's a lot. That's a lot. No, that's a lot. I agree. <laughs> um, for, for Jared Goff, yeah, I think so. And, and then everything else around. Like Kittle had 14.1 points. Um, that one I uh, – yeah, that one I – don't know what I was thinking there. Well, yeah, yeah, but everybody else, you were basically fine. They were all single digits. Uh, like our Chiefs and Packers defenses were basically the same. Our kickers, bang, bang. Badgley had seven. You had Fairbairn. He had five. Um, David Montgomery had a slow week. MVS bang. had his like couple catches, but didn't do much other than that. And then Gus yeah. Edwards only five point four. Yeah, that was a good one. I was happy with that one because that's when yeah. they destroyed the Texans. And I was worried a sec. I was like, they were just two running ball, right? I picked the two running backs who are going to win in a blowout. What am I doing right now? But uh, the, it worked out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you finished with 70.06 points. I had 81.96. Damn, yeah, we did get up there. Yeah, we, were, so... we were down in like the 50s and 60s by the end of the regular season. Oh, yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot easier there. Like week week eighteen, you want to know what the low scores were? Yeah, thirty two point eight two. That was oh mine. God, yours was fifty five point one two. Any other week, I'm sure you win. But yeah, 
Burks had zero. Fant had zero. I had Traylon Burks. Well, yeah, week, week 18 to weird ass shit. Was that the lowest score of the season? That oh, 100%. must have been. Oh, 100%. Without a yeah. I'm looking I mean, back at some of the lower ones. Under 50. 52 is our lowest yeah. at the moment. That's Only crazy. week 13, 50. No, no. 52.6. 50.2. That was week nine. I won. Ooh, uh, I had forty nine point seven eight in week eight. Damn. Okay. So that's like so you, pretty pretty low scoring. I think that one's the lowest. Forty eight. So so you're top or bottom of the leaderboards as far as individual game scores. But I won the season. But so you, you know won, a little. You won. Well, technically the regular season was split down the middle, and then we decided to do playoffs as just a uh, tiebreaker. A tiebreaker, and yeah, you definitely won that one. So I can't disagree with that. So you know. We both uh, have our advantages there, you know. You yeah, I think... Some, you had some boom and some bust weeks. Yeah, I, I would say my, the Aaron Jones, really. my bust weeks in which, like, our players broke out for a bunch of points were mainly when I messed up and was not paying attention to the Sunday slate and whether who was in and out, and then I had to pick somebody yes. up on Monday night, which hey, really... Yeah, we take those. Yeah, I Pacheco a couple times. Yeah, like, the, near the end of the season, I had to pick up Pacheco and... Yeah. So normally I wouldn't have done. But so next year it's more about being more disciplined and staying <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had, the, I had the same thing happen a couple times, I think, too. It's <laughs> just, uh, yeah. I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't make it easier that we both like work on the weekends, too, and yes. normally work Sundays and Saturdays. So yeah. we're, we're busy during that time. So we don't yeah. always get the updates. Uh, yeah. when so, we look at it Monday, we're like, oh, he didn't play. Uh, all right, just got to pick up a Monday night who's guy. playing tonight? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that wraps up the sandbag for this year. You technically won. I don't know. Maybe we'll print something out for you. You can hang it in the background right, uh, above, uh, right next to Quantum Solace, maybe. Yeah. You know, no, no, hey, whoa, cool. that's Skyfall. I don't have no Quantum it's Solace. I can't, it's all grainy on my side right Come now. I can't now. tell. I took a guess. Come on now. <laughs> I took a guess. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll put it over there, you know. I'll put it over there by the Joker or something. Ooh, we'll yeah, see. There you go. That'd be a good one. Uh, other other football stuff. Uh, There's just more. Started, yeah, just before we started, some of the coaching stuff that's been going on. Ben Johnson turned down two different jobs, Seahawks and Commander. So he's going to be running it back with the Detroit Lions. I think that's it's a chilling. huge win for Detroit. I, it's, it, it's crazy. Uh, none of these young OCs stay at their job instead of going for a head coaching job. And he's now done it two years in a row. Two years in a row. So, Especially when he was – it was like – I would say he was half-hearted – hot name last year because of how yeah. the alignments finished. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, you know, maybe he just didn't want it. Maybe he didn't now, feel right. This, this year, year he was basically a top two candidate. Well, yeah, with it, everybody knew Harbaugh. that he was going to be a candidate for multiple jobs. And yeah. he's decided to turn those down and, and return to Detroit. Either Makes me think they were going to run it back even more. Yeah. I mean, he either loves Detroit, loves Dan Campbell, or he it's just nice really believes there's something special that's going on there. And, he, and he's and got Laporta and St. Brown and Jameson and he's like got so many weapons and Gibbs. Um, it's He's, it's like being in a candy store for him. I yeah, think. unless you can go take the Falcons job, you're not gonna get that many like and fun, that job is fun already toys filled. to yeah, play. Yeah, I mean you're not. And they already did something. Yeah, and it Washington. wasn't Bill Belichick. Yeah. Two interviews, and he doesn't get the job. Yeah, um, and we'll talk about him in a second. But thinking like the Washington job, not many weapons there. Like no. Scary Terry is like half a weapon. He's uh, too old. You know, both Brian is another year older. You know, he's. Right. He runs okay. in the, like, he, he runs a good straight line. Huge, their offensive line isn't that great, so like their rushing side of things is 
It's not sexy. Not great. Yeah. It's, so like, it's not he's sexy. not averaging 5.6 yards per carry or anything like that or scoring multiple touchdowns in a game. <laughs> They're feeding him. They feed him like 25 carries a game when they yeah, want to. Yeah, but like, so he's there's, there's he's no drop the average up. a little bit. There's no push up front. Like he no. can barely get past the line of scrimmage, yeah, and there's like five guys on him. So yeah, like what, what are you gonna do there? And yeah, then top two you look at Seattle, and Seattle's got a couple of nice pieces, but still not like like Lockett's gonna be gone. I don't know. Uh, within a year. I, I can't remember how much is left on his contract, but he's basically gonna be gone. You got Metcalf. That's a nice piece. Um, yeah. The the combo of Charbonneau or Charbonnet and uh, and Walker I yeah. think would, would be good, but there's there's no threat at like tight end where like if you're in Atlanta and you got Pitts to go along with London and Bijan and and you know some of these other guys so it's just yeah I wonder of them seemed like it would be a good fit with the explosion no. of weapons that he has in Detroit compared to these other spots I I wonder too because it's almost it almost hurt him that they went so far in the playoffs because they couldn't. He couldn't be hired for a new job, and by the time he was out of the playoffs, I wonder if one of these jobs that he would have been interested in, like at the Chargers, where he can go to that organization in LA mm-hmm. with Justin Herbert. They'd already hired somebody at that point, so now it's like, eh. And you know, the jobs open every year, so he can just push it down the line again if he wants to. He's in a great spot with a great team. He's going to be just as good a candidate next year, I'd assume. So it's also, uh, most, surprising, most but I can see. Also, don't have quarterbacks really, like Howell. It's going to be a third-year guy that is fringe. Well, they might get another the quarterback. You get top and, then, and then, and then you have Gino, who is is Gino. I mean, he, he like had a, a race station guy last yeah. year. This year, he was pedestrian. Yeah, the, the Washington job is more appealing to me at that point because you can just take a quarterback at two and start something new. The Seahawks are like halfway through some half-hearted attempt at being a playoff team, but no one really takes them seriously. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they are. They're like stuck in the middle, honestly. They're certainly know. stuck in the middle. I, I, I mean, the fact that they didn't really make a change for quarterback. Not the, that, again, Gino had a good year the year before, but like you had to have known that wasn't going to be a long-term solution it's, for it's you. It's tough to imagine them not being like just the third best team in their division. Like in the, it's a tough division, but those other two teams are just more consistently competitive, and I believe in their yeah. quarterbacks more. No, or, I, I agree. Or their systems. Uh, um, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Billy. You know, Bill Belichick, he has not found another job yet. And you and I were kind of discussing before we started recording. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get a job this year. And I, no. honestly, I, uh, if you're a team, like if you're in win now mode, probably a great hire. But for some of these other teams, I don't yeah, know I if they're necessarily win now. And it's going to take a couple years. And you look at his age, how long is he willing to actually stick around and And the stay? control he wants, yeah. And, yeah. Exactly, and the control that he wants. You, you think about teams that have Recent drafting open, record. Yeah, well, they had openings at GM and the head coaching spots, and the spot you think would have fit the best was L.A. and the Chargers, but they hired Jim Harbaugh, so... Which, it's, which makes a lot more sense, but... 100%. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that hire. I think that's a small hire by them. And, yeah. Uh, but, but for Bill, like, nothing really stands out, I guess. Has he had an interview with the commanders? I know that was a hot spot for a no, moment. No, I thought that I would make sense with about his name around that team. I haven't either. I thought that would have made sense. New owner, big money, big splash. They're not really ready to be competitive either, though, so I don't really – doesn't make yeah. sense in that regard. I think he's going to be on TV for a year, it seems like, which is going to be awesome. I think that I, I think it allows he's, him to let loose a little bit more. He's I think incredible on TV. He he really is. This whole curmudgeon-y kind of uh, image that he has with the media is very much a, an image that he's tailored because he knows that there's 
no advantage to talking to the media as a coach, so why would he fucking bother? Um, but when he when he's been on like he was on the top 100 NFL show when they were going through the top 100 players in the history of the NFL, he was on a bunch of those panels talking about Ronnie Lott and random players and Tommy Tom Brady and with Chris Collinsworth and different people, and he was awesome. Like his football insight is second to none, obviously. Oh, yeah, no, his history, so the history of the game, especially for him, is where, where he knows everything. So. I'd love to hear him talk and actually be on TV and hear him listen. Like, not like these awful six-man desks that they do for NFL shows, where it's just like seven old guys with CTE and Gronk yelling at each other, and I, I don't even no one is even having a conversation because it's a two-minute segment and there's six people we got to hear. Everyone's quick thought and we got to get through it. So I to actually just sit down and have him like listen to him actually talk. We're we're so bereft of that having to listen to fucking Jason Garrett and all these idiots on TV who, who I. I don't have no respect for when they were coaches and now I'm supposed to actually listen to them or they're just dull. Like when Drew Brees yeah. went, went and became an announcer. Yeah, he's not very good at that. I it thought was he was going to be a bit better because of, uh, oh, yeah, he's your guy. well, he was able to like pick apart defenses. I thought he was going to be able to tell you like, Oh, defense it's, set up like this. It's such and a personality this. thing. Yeah. Didn't, he didn't have it. No. Didn't. So I, and I'm a little, I think Brady's like going to be a top analyst guy for Fox this next year. And I'm pretty he's worried he's going to fun now that he's out of football. He has, I'm just, and, and if he embraces that, I'm excited. If, but he, if he's still like very much the player that he was, where he was similar to Belichick, he would just give the media nothing and be very straight down the line and not talk about other players or what he actually thought about them to give them bulletin board material. If he actually lets loose and criticizes some people, I'm curious. But he very much could fall into the Drew Brees hole of just like generic nothing. I don't even need to really hear you talk there, bud. Uh, I don't think that's Tom. I just I don't. don't. I, and he's been great at everything he's tried to do, and he has let loose a lot more in recent years. So oh, his his social media game is top notch. Over but how I don't even I don't, even I don't know how. Yeah, we got to give that off to the handler. I don't know how much of that is him necessarily. Well, uh, I mean, it's hard so to tell. in the stuff, but you still got to have good timing and, yeah, and he hires else. good people. He does, but uh, he, but yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll we'll see where it lands. But uh, but yeah, yeah, some some coaching moves around. I think Jim Harbaugh for the Chargers is going to be great. I think Belichick with the Falcons made a lot of sense because they were uh, he could amp that defense up. The problem is, yeah, he it sounded like he was just going to hire. Josh Daniels and Matt Patricia to be his coordinators, and I don't, yeah, I don't know who wants to sign up for that after seeing recent years with the Patriots. So like Patricia's just sort of on sense. his way out of, especially after the Eagles run he had. Yeah, where he oh. basically ran them in the ground. He needs to like go be a coach at I don't know Kent State or something for a couple of years, like try to rehab that himself, image. Will you? will you go to the Mac? I mean, maybe not Kent State. I don't know. I don't want to ruin, ruin Julian Edelman's alma mater like that. Um, but oh, somewhere. I mean Julian Edelman's basically the only bright spot there for the last decade it's a big 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 bright star though you know they're they're circling around there Uh, anyways yeah i don't know that's that's sort of the coaching stuff i don't know if there was any others there's some new guys we'll see how they do Uh, it's too early to say that's all i really have for coaching in the nfl anyways um there was a big time coaching change in the nba though despite having a winning record with the milwaukee bucks adrian griffin in the east yeah fired yes Second in the East, and he was fired. There was the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, and Doc Rivers has taken over. Yeah. Uh, they actually lost in his first game as the head coach uh, yesterday. <clears throat> and they may lose in his second game as head coach, which is yeah, uh, Dame's return to Portland tomorrow. Dame's return to Portland. As of recording. A, probably a hot ticket, right? Hot ticket. Hot ticket. I think I've, I'm anticipating 
a near uh, it was close to a sellout i would say i guess i i would I anticipate so. it being packed uh it has not been many sellouts so far this year but i think this they've been pushing this one obviously and this is the one you want to go to and see in person if My you want to see any blazers game. still running a bunch of dame commercials uh everywhere we're running a specifically difficult one which is a gatorade commercial that he's in yep that the is all him. about him talking about famous athletes disappearing and they're in the context of the commercial it's like disappearing in the big moment or something but yeah. in the context of watching it as a blazers fan it's him disappearing on this team and then at one point he even says you got to drink your gatorade or something so that you're dominating which is DeAndre Ayton's little nickname that he gave himself. So it's like, and we, yeah, we played at the Blazers games I work and it's like kind of tough sometimes. So yeah, that's the only time we see him nowadays. So it'll be, but it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see him back with the Bucks, uh, with Doc Rivers as their new coach. There was some big red flags and smoke with Adrian Griffin, like Terry Stotts when they, in the preseason quit the team and left right before the season started as he was their assistant coach. So yeah, that's, right that's away. And he slide. obviously had a relationship with Dame. So it was like, why he's not going to quit because Dame's here now. Like this was going to mesh fine anyway. So it's like something weird was going on and just seemed like the players were not on board with how he was doing things. And Giannis, especially. And if Giannis is not on board with you as a coach, uh, you're out. I mean, we just saw it with Bud. So it's, now they're going to Doc. It's, it's a miracle that Doc was just sitting there ready for them to go. Uh, I heard Doc had his fingers on, on the pulse of Milwaukee sense. for a little bit. Yeah, and it's this is actually like the thing I heard recently was this is his least dysfunctional team he's coached in a long time. He can just coach basketball players. Like it's not the Clippers with Chris Paul and their owner the and Griffin and fighting each other and all yeah. that kind of Matt Barnes nonsense. And it's not the James Harden team with the Sixers and him deciding he doesn't want to play for you and calling out your GM. And so it's like it's just a team of professionals who want to win basketball games, which is like what doc rivers lives for so it actually is, seems like a great fit it's hard to come in halfway through the season obviously and with the biggest expectations with the biggest player top three in the nba or whatever and dame trying to get used to playing with them so i'm curious all the first first hand uh, account after tomorrow so we'll see how that goes uh i think i'm hoping the blazers will just be in it they're healthy right now as healthy as they can be they don't have sharp but basically everybody other than that and robert williams out for the year they're they're there so they, they should be able to kind of keep it close. I don't know. Uh, Scoot's coming along. He's mostly off the bench now. He's kind of learning things. Uh, you have Malcolm Brogdon. You're fine starting Malcolm Brogdon. Like, it makes a lot of sense. And they've been good when they have when they have Malcolm Brogdon, Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, and then Aiton has actually been playing well lately. And they've been starting Jabari Walker because uh, Jeremy Grant's rebounding isn't really there. So he basically is just a rebounder who, uh, you know, gets some buckets. He plays with a lot of grit. He's a second-year guy, uh, a second-round pick, and uh, you know he, he he does enough. He does the dirty work that the other guys don't. Because Jeremy Grant wants to score 20 a game, and uh, he's not really interested in rebounding. And it makes sense if you slide him over to the three, anyways. So Jabari's in there, and it's a pretty solid little lineup there. The problem is that the depth falls off very very quick. Um, but yeah, well, I'm excited to see how they play and uh, and see Dame there. And, uh, it's just going to be a, a weird, big, huge emotional game. So it'll be fun. Yeah. No, that'll be a good one. Um, a couple trades that happened over the last week or so. Um, I think we talked about it, but the New York Knicks yeah. make it, making a trade with the Toronto Raptors, getting OG on and 
They're eleven and one since that trade, it's and, and changed this their new whole year. season. One hundred percent. I mean, this is. Uh, they had Brunson, who we basically already knew was a star for what he's been doing in New York. I'm not saying he's a super superstar, but he's, he's taken on that. Yeah, he's, he's he, he has taken on that role in New York, and, and then you add OG, and it just adds another facet to their game. Another person that can take on the a ball. Thibodeau team. Like, are you kidding me? This is a match made in heaven. We didn't even know. And that is going to be the big question, though. Tibbs has been known to run his guys into the ground during the regular season, and, yes. and how how long can they sustain that going into the postseason with the Bulls? Yes. Not very long. And with no. the Knicks in his brief time there, it hasn't gone well either once you get deep into the season. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting spot for them, but I, is this the first time the Knicks have been possibly for real in, in a little bit? I mean – it's the most it's real they've been in a long time, it feels like. But it, yeah, it, it's a small sample size, only 12 games, obviously, since the trade happened. But, um, you know, it didn't happen by accident. Like, no, it's, there seems it, to be a good mesh with that team now since they brought in OG. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's fantastic for them. Offensively, he's been really good for them, too. Uh, but I do still think there's a tear break in the East, at least, with, you know, Celtics, uh, Philly, Milwaukee, and then maybe. Maybe they're right there with the Heat. I mean, maybe the Heat are even above that. It's hard to even say the Heat aren't going to do something because every time yeah. they just do. Um, to they're me, it feels like a, a losing streak right now, though. They are, but and and they did a trade too that really messed me up as a Celtics fan. I'm hoping doesn't come back to bite us in the playoffs with Scary Terry. But the thing is, I I feel like the Knicks are now super set up for the for the big trade for the one yeah. for the Donovan Mitchell probably specifically trade. That's just what I think they're looking at. And he's kind of on the fence this year with Cleveland when the summer comes up. If they're able to get him, I think that that might completely legitimize them at that point. If you have Brunson, Mitchell, backcourt, and then OG, and maybe, maybe Randall's in that deal. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. You get Mitchell. Do you think they're going to be making it before the season ends or during the offseason? I don't. I think this is this is probably a next year thing. Yeah. That's but but now they're such an appealing destination. Even if it's not Mitchell, I just feel like they are one big, big move away now from being in such a perfect spot. And there's been some grinding gears with Randall there occasionally, as far as who's in charge and in the playoffs, especially as some of his decision making hasn't been ideal. The thing is that Mitchell, I think it's Mitchell Robinson for them got hurt, and I believe he's mm-hmm. out for the year. Yeah. And he was having a, like an, a pretty incredible rebounding rebounding year. He was leading the league with five and a half offensive rebounds a game. So like if they were able to slot that in for Randall and maybe move some things around, and then OG obviously can kind of be three or a four. That they're very intriguing, but even as they are right now, like they make so much more sense just with OG there, and they're just gonna be a real fucking tough out once we get there. Regardless, like they're gonna be a bitch to play. It's them in Miami are like, I don't want to play those guys. It's gonna be really annoying, and it's gonna take a lot off of us just to get through that round. So I think that's kind of right where they're sitting right now. Uh, but it feels like they're if the if the next shoe drops in the right place for them. It's gonna be really scary. And yeah, they're yeah. they're on the cusp of possibly doing something special for for the Knicks fans. Um, yeah, the Brunson signing right there, was fantastic. I, I think what we've known about the NBA though, things can flip very fast with multiple teams. So like, this is a window right now. How how yeah. long is that window gonna be open though? I, I, it's anybody's guess. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we've noticed uh, throughout the NBA, especially over the last couple of weeks, uh, people just scoring in bunches, dude. Hard not to notice. Yeah. Plus points, 60 plus points. We had 70, a 70 plus. 
couple uh, of them. A couple times. Yeah. You know, you had Embiid and, and Luca both with 70 plus points. Yeah. Uh, Booker had 60 plus points. I mean, it's is scoring too easy in the NBA now. <laughs> That's a great setup. They, uh, thank you there, Stephen. A. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's, I think the guys are too good. Everybody is so fucking good in the NBA now. Like we're at peak, a peak depth of talent. I would almost say in the history of the league, it's crazy. Like, Teams that would have in the past, it was like, yeah, you got three good guy, you got a big three, you're going to the finals. Now it's like, no, every everybody has a big three, and it doesn't even matter. Like uh, these bad teams are like pretty, could pretty solidly beat a lot of the playoff teams. I feel like we got in the mid 2000s. But the thing is, the pace of the game is also incredibly sped up. The three ball is obviously kind of juiced. All the scoring, and we're at a point now. It feels like in the league where everybody in the league has kind of found exactly how insanely. Uh, you know, effective the three ball is and is, is juicing it in as many ways as they possibly can. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, we've got guys like Joel Embiid, maybe one of the best scoring centers ever, and Luka Doncic, who can basically choose how he wants any possession to end, is another like European version of LeBron. And Devin Booker, who's like one of the best shooting guards, who has to play point guard for the Suns team because they're a weird mess of jumbled talent. Uh, so he's going to play point guard and he's, he's averaging like eight assists a game, which is crazy, but he's an incredible scorer. So yeah. There, and there's just, yeah, there's so many great guys in the league right now. It's, it's just maddening. And with the three ball and the pace, you, it's a little bit easier to, to, uh, kind of get to some of those high numbers. I mean, yeah, Dame had 71 last year, Donovan Mitchell at 71 last year. Yeah. That was one of the, one of the most fun games I've worked over there great post game when you all the, all you're breaking down is that insaneness um but like 12 three-pointers in that game too it's yeah yeah that's the thing if you if you get close to 10 of those like you're off to a pretty good start with that stuff you get to the line a little bit you're, you're I, grooving. Funny enough, going back to that game I, I joked about it with with Aaron my wife because we walked into the stadium and she's like well how do you think Dane's gonna do today I was like Dane's going for 45 I think he's 42 <laughs> at halftime like yeah was, they took him out in the fourth quarter of that game. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't even he play didn't the whole game, play. which I think is disgusting. Um, uh, that's just rude. Yeah, let him let him get as many points as possible. And it, he was just like spinning around fadeaway threes. Oh my God. It was just nothing but was, net. Yeah. He was locked in that game. But it was one uh, of those days. But but my point uh, I, I want to make though is Luka Doncic said this. I want to say last year, maybe it was a year and a half ago now. But he talked about how when he played in Europe, it was so much harder to score when he was over in Europe. And now playing over here in NBA, it's, it's easy for him. Like, there is a bit of a regular season defense thing as well, for sure. And Well, well I mean, playoffs and regular season are always going to be different. Because playoffs, you can focus in, make defense a game yes. plan. With the, even just the intensity. Like, yeah, some random twos. Bats, you're yes. just, I'm trying to get through the next game so I can get to the next game. Like, hey, all right, so we lost this one by 10, like. Here's some minor adjustments, but this is a completely different team. Where playoffs, it's like, hey, defensively, you can set up for this guy, lock him out for, you know, at most, let's say it's a really good play. Yeah. You lock him out for two of those games or whatever, it's like, all right, well, that changes the series for you. Yeah. Where, like, you're just not worried about him on day two of a back-to-back. Yeah, some Tuesday afternoon against the Hawks or whatever. I mean, Embiid had 70 against the Spurs, and it's like, yeah, they've, they don't even have 10 wins so far this year, so... There's some exploitable teams for sure um, within within that realm, but yeah, even besides all the juice numbers, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with where the league is at. I mean, I wouldn't mind a, a little change defensively to like make it more of a challenge. 
So I want to say, I don't remember the exact quote from Luca, but he was saying that basically Biggs Bring back can stay, check. Well, yeah. But he said that Biggs can stay, not necessarily in the paint, but more in that area and be a defensive presence in Europe, where in the NBA, mm. that lane is very much open all the time. Yeah, the defensive the three seconds kind yes. of thing. Yeah, exactly. So like that opens up. I kind of wish you could maybe roll that back a little bit more. Um, I'm not saying I need, you know, 80s bad boy Pistons physicality or anything like that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, just, it, it's almost too easy for them to just drive to the lane and, and make one guy miss. Or whoever's guarding him one-on-one, like, as soon as you get past him, there's, yeah, you there's just, not much help you, side defense unless you're practicing for that all the time. You clear out, you go to the corners. It can, it can ha- There is a bit of it where it has gotten a little stale, where it's like, yep, it's, it's the... Houston Rockets, James Harden offense. Here's a guy. Here's four guys spread out watching. Uh, not, he's going to go. He's going to go right there. He's going to kick and drive, or he's just going to do a little step back. And yeah, so has the three gone too far? Maybe we'll start entering that realm. Uh, that's that's the worrying thing. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I would say that with most leagues, everything's kind of cyclical. Like. You're going to go through these motions where, like, oh, this is great, and then I'm sure they're going to make some type of rule in five, ten years to make it, you know, more defensive-minded to try to make these games closer or not so crazy high-scoring or anything like that. Um, Any other thoughts on basketball? Uh, No, that that taps me out. I'll have more I want to see Dame tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you're going to have a uh, front-wheel look, basically. uh, Oh, yeah. With with what he's doing. Uh, Nerd Corner. For this week, I know we uh, we on a bit of a time crunch here, uh, but I think I have an addiction problem. I oh, can't another stop one with the Legos. I just can't. I just can't stop. Oh, oh, I can't stop. I've built three ships now. I, wow. I got an email the other day, just randomly. I was just like eBay, and I was like, oh, I'll check on eBay, see like sure. what retired boxes or whatever were available, just for you know what. Um, I bought two. Bad, bad move. <laughs> uh, so I'm waiting on those to to come in the mail, and then wow. uh, it was National Lego Day on Sunday. eBay. Oh, that was, that was the main reason. Oh why I was no, because you are eBay in trouble. Like, it's National Lego Day this weekend. Let's oh, targeted ads. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, that one was actually just like it was actual Lego Day on Sunday. So. I don't know if that was targeted at necessarily towards me. That was just in general. Um, but okay. anyways, I ended up going to the Lego store and I talked myself out of one thing and into the something. Le- wait, the Lego <laughs> store? They have one at the, like the mall here in like Hydrid. Oh. They have wow. like, a physical store in the mall. Holy cow. Um, so I walked yeah. in there. I was going to get this big old Star Wars one. That's been my theme lately. That's um, a good one. That's the best. Yeah, those are the those are the best ones. Anyways, yeah. So um, I was gonna get one from Clone Wars, yeah. full on set. You know, like I think it was like close to a thousand pieces. Which yeah. you know, I'm looking for ones that are over five hundred pieces. I want to take my time with them. Yeah. Um. Anyways, you know me and Transformers. They had one thing at yeah. Transformers. It was a hundred and eighty dollar uh, Optimus Prime. I was already willing to spend $130 on this Star Wars one. I was like, what's an extra $40 plus? Dollars? Um, so I talked myself out of the Star Wars one. Wow. And in, into the Optimus Prime one that does transform. transforms into the truck. So it's not just As like... As a Lego, wow. Right? 
right? So I was like, all right, I guess I am willing to spend this much. So I've um, spent more money than what I'm comfortable on on, on the way this Sounds like you're comfortable enough. At the moment. Maybe at the moment it was fine. In like two months, I'll be like, man, I could really use that 180 bucks. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the dilemma I'm in right now. I have one. to get more shelves in my office to, to showcase yeah. some of these. And uh, I just can't stop building. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. And, and yeah. the words, in the words of Miles uh, Turner, by the way, of, of the Indiana Pacers, I don't play with them, I build them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, All right. Well, you know, some, some too people, much fun. I, it, it started out with one just the other. one, one Lego yeah. starship from Christmas, and then I was like, "Well, I really wanted the, this one too that I bought at like later date." <laughs> there was this other one that I wanted, and I bought it online to pick up in store, and then Target just as I was driving there to come pick it up because they said it was ready. It was like, "Actually, we don't have this anymore." I was like, well, what the fuck is the point of this whole online situation then? If you tell me it's here, then it's not here, and all this other stuff. So then I wanted this ship, didn't have it. And then, what the fuck? And then randomly, I just went to Target one day, and I was like, I'll check it out, whatever. This is happening. It was, it was after our Pacific vs. UP game. I don't think you were there, but Riley was uh, like, he was like, oh, it was a great game for you guys. And so I was like, well, I'll reward myself for it. Hey, nice. And so I went to the Target, and I bought... I, I, I bought... Uh, this name of the ship, I bought Slave One. I was just like, I have. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I had so, that back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So I had to get that one. That was the one that I'd bought and then Target. It was a little Boba Fett, too, right? A little Boba Fett Lego's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little jetpack. Boba Fett. Uh, that one specifically also came with uh, Din Mando with his spear as well. Oh. Um, so that was a nice little touch. Oh, and... so maybe this is from the show. I was going to say, you know, it's not from the. Terrible, terrible Boba Fett show because it's called Slave One and they didn't. They didn't well, yeah, that, that one's that one's not on. Show. That one's not on this. Uh, this Lego uh, the bastard. So that's, it is. So that's show. that's part of my problem right Son now. Son of a it's bitch. Like, so you got like, old Boba Fett. Lego's too quick to rotate out. Yeah. Some of the older models. It's like yeah. they only last for like six months. And it's like all right, we got to re up with some of the other well, stuff. When we were growing up, for ages, I mean, when I was really young, there was all the original trilogy Legos. Oh, then yeah. for eight, then for ages, they were never there because it was all the prequels Legos. Yep. Yep. And it wasn't until like yeah, late high school where they started bringing back around like, oh, there, here's the Millennium Falcon again. I was like, oh, finally, I, I don't want another Naboo Starfighter. Get this out of here. Oh, they, they look kind of nice, but you know, I. I want the I want I want those ones after a while. I don't need another Jar Jar Binks Lego. So so that was like part of part of the eBay purchases. So one of them was the Luke Skywalker. I think it was Red Five X Wing. I was like, Ooh. I need an X Wing. Got to have an yes. X Wing. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was um, Mando ship. I can't remember what the name of it is. Um, oh yeah, the uh, from the first season and stuff. Yeah, 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 from the first season. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then like the Great newer ship. boxes they have is. Naboo fighter that's you know half made, not this, yellow, chrome, whatever it is. Um, it's a stupid ship for him to drive. Yeah, I didn't want to get that one. It's and like then, a it's like a two door convertible with no storage. It's like, dude, you're a bounty hunter. You need the, like you need to sleep in it. Whole, 
awesome need... part of his first ship is yeah. because he put people in carbonite on Storage, his ship. Storage, yep. You got a room up here. You got a room down there. You got a kitchen. You got a bed. It's like, nope, I, this is it. This is what I am. Let's go on this three-months voyage to find yeah, this guy. Yeah, he's just like sitting in his chair like this as he's going. Uh, uh, so it's just a... Yeah. But, so anyways, but it's important to make new Lego sets that people yes, need to buy. It is very so, important to make new Lego so sets that's because what this is about what, what you mentioned was very real. I wanted to also get you know this is a process by the way. I'm not trying to like get them all yeah. in one time or whatever. But like well, the Millennium like Falcon Pokemon or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like the Millennium Falcon. That one, the one that they had advertised was the one from the like most recent movies. Uh, so like I looked at it, and I was like, that doesn't look like the yeah. Millennium Falcon that I know. Yeah. Like, it, it really wasn't. It was from the newer ones. Like it was young Lando was the minifig, and I think Ray was in it, and some other stuff. Hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily want that one. If you want uh, to get, if you want to, because if you're getting that, you got to fucking spend. If you want that one, you're gonna get eight hundred dollars. Yeah, you're gonna get the OG one with the with the crew and the actual stuff, and it looks a little beat up. Or I whatever. can't, I can't see myself spending that much on uh, on, on uh-huh. Uh-huh. Legos. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's a little much for me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that was convincing. I almost believed that. <laughs> I can't. I can't, dude. I, I, the hundred and X amount of dollars I spent on Officer's Prime, I'm already sort of having like... Well, you know, you, you say that, and then you're like, but I would never do the other thing. I'm like, well, okay. But, th- we'll but, now, but now I also want that the Star Wars clone trooper ship that I was going to buy, because that would just be fun to... <laughs> to have too it's a process you it's know a, I, it's a you, problem there's certainly worse addictions to have in life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There's at least at least a couple i can't think of any but there must you be <laughs> some other things you know um cer- certainly worse things uh certainly. that i could be putting my time into um so yeah that's that's my nerd corner right now I, i'm i can't stop building i just can't can't stop but won't stop i I just enjoy it too much. I don't know. It's fun. That's great. I love the ships around and it adds a little character to great. what's going on in my office. The so, yeah, lightsabers look great. That's yeah, awesome. that's the other thing. I, I, so I got the Ahsoka one just because one the ship oh, yeah. works, like rotates all the way around. That's a good ship. Uh, and then uh, she also came with the they're clear because they're not white, but they're white in the show. But clear lightsabers. I was okay. like, that's that a is different. that is kind of the lamest version of it. I know. I agree. That was pretty Unfortun- lame. Unfortunately, the, the uh, it also came with like a what's I'm blanking on the name of it right now, and I hate myself because I do know these. Like a Inquisitor. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the, the little spinny blades. And, yep, yep. So that came with the little, like a helicopter around on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they helicopter with those things. Oh, that's a that's a that's the cartoon thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh. literally. They'll they'll start spinning them and then they'll just like spit off. <laughs> I thought it was just like an engine shield. That's not like, just that. I don't know how that works. That well, make- it's just a double sided lightsaber, but if it goes fast enough, it's a helicopter. I know, but don't think like- about it. Do not think about it. Okay, all right, all right. I'm gonna hurt myself <laughs> thinking about it too much. Uh, they haven't done it in live action quite yet. I don't. Well, I don't think so. I don't really. I, I blocked out a lot of the Ahsoka and Boba Fett shows, so it is possible, and that Obi Wan show. So I don't know. There, there was a Lego set that was also Ahsoka, but I was like, I haven't seen the show necessarily, so I'd feel weird getting those ships because I don't have any connection to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and even if you watched it, you would not have any connection to it, so that's fair. Yeah, 
Yeah. The Ahsoka doesn't... ship was just fun though. That one looked fun, so that's why. It I got that. Is, yeah, it is a it's a it's a good little sh- good little ship with its rotating thing and uh, all the little things it can do. That's awesome. Yeah. No. So that's that's what I've been going through, and then I also have the the Tie bomber that uh, nice classic. That's just yeah, it's classic. Well, that one came with Vader, and then one of classic. his minions as well. Um, nice. Vader? Things that's changed, by the way. This will be my last thing. I know you got to go. The the things that they shoot, it used to be like a stick or whatever that they would shoot out of like uh, their little missile things. Yeah. Now they're yeah, just yeah. Little, they're just little discs. You like press down on a little piece and it shoots out. Hmm. So that, that's like my main difference with them. I, okay. I've noticed from when I was younger to, to now. So change the pieces a little bit in that sense. Interesting. I'll have to show it to you next time you're in here. Uh, okay. Okay. Because I don't think I necessarily explained that one very well. All right. I, I think uh, I get what you're else, saying. Anything else for Nerd Corner? Uh, I, I, uh, no, I think, I think that's good. I'll let you take the lead on that one. I'll have, I'll have plenty of stuff next time around. Uh, so yeah, that, that was great though. I, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. You know, I, I realized I had this problem, uh, well, a few days ago. Problem. Okay. Well, good to know. I might have to stop by a target on the way home now. I'm, yeah, now so I'm intrigued. At least to see the selection, you know, that's what I was, what's, yeah. what's hot right now. It's probably, I don't, well, it probably is all this Ahsoka stuff. I've thought about, I've thought about bus too. They have like the head bus. That you can build. They've got like oh. Mando yeah, and those, like, and like, like big, and Boba Fett. And... Those don't really appeal to me as much. I don't yeah, know. It, I looked at them. It's like it's not a like thing. somewhat under five hundred pieces. Like it's not really that fun. I don't know. It's barely a Lego. I don't even know. It's... Yeah, it's, it's just like a. It's like I said. It's just the head, the bus. Yeah, this, yeah. This, this, the spaceships and the lightsabers always did it enough That's, for me. I don't want. Yeah. They, they'd come out with like it's a giant C three PO, and I'd be like, okay. Cool. Uh, it's like a maybe, maybe the R two D two, the life size R two D two. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I had a yeah like a up to my hip Darth Vader that we made that was like it was cool to make. It was interesting, but it was like more bionicle looking. Oh, uh, okay. At that they, point, they do have a couple of those, but they're like five bucks. Yeah, we got That's not really thing. Well, we don't. Well, we don't have enough time to talk about bionicles. So that'll leave, leave that to next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it next week. I know uh, you got a date with Godzilla. I'll let you head over to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me know how that one is. This one in black and white? Is that the one you're going to go see, or is this no? One I think they're re-releasing this one I'm seeing in black and white, but the one I'm seeing is just in color. Okay. But it's a uh, Japanese subtitles, so we'll see. The subtitles are in Japanese. Well, no, <laughs> it's in Japanese, but it's subtitled in English. Thank God, or that would be really <laughs> hard to understand. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. Yeah, uh, roar is a roar. I think I'll get it. I think you understand. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up this week of Sportslandia. Thanks for tuning in. That's Ray Bradley. I'm Brian Slyke. Uh, Sportslandia brought to you by the Next Professional Athlete Platform. We'll catch you next time.